For most of the time I've lived in San Antonio, I've had a five-mile commute between where I live and where I work. I usually take Broadway. It's a funny street. Within a few miles, it passes both an upscale grocery store and a seedy, rundown motel. Next to that motel, with its broken neon no-vacancy sign, sits a small children's amusement park. This adjacency always struck me as unfortunate. The park itself was in somewhat better shape than its neighbor, but it still seemed like something out of a different era. The rides all looked ancient, and I couldn't imagine a kid ever wanting to go there. Then I had kids of my own and learned I was completely wrong. The Cave Park has a Ferris wheel, a small one, and a little bus that's wild. And that's Sammy. There was a horse ride, and she's five and just started kindergarten. The weekend before the school year began, I asked if she wanted to do something special, and without hesitation, she said she wanted to go to the kitty park. And so we did. That's what we're going to talk about on this, the eighth episode of The Works, a podcast about architecture, those who create it, and those who inhabit it. I'm Brantley Hightower. I first took Sammy to the kitty park when she was two and a half years old. When I walked into it for the first time, it was like I had traveled through a time machine. The park first opened in 1925 and seems to have only had minimal updates in the 90 years since then. It's one of those odd places that you come across from time to time that shouldn't still exist, but somehow it still does. The Kitty Park openly embraces its age. It advertises itself as America's oldest children's amusement park, and its logo proudly states the year of its establishment. But even without that information, you could probably figure it out. The car ride, for example, is populated with little Model Ts. The airplane ride consists entirely of World War I-era biplanes, some of which have little toy machine guns attached to them. It's really cute to watch your toddler pretend to shoot out of the sky the little boy flying in front of them. For both the cars and the airplanes, the rider sits in small, colorful versions of those particular vehicles. The cars go around a little concrete track while the airplanes are suspended from chains from a spinning canopy. All the rides at the kiddie park spin around in some form or fashion. There's the school bus that drives around on a circular track. The operator has to physically push it to get it started. There are little horse-drawn carriages that spin around in a circle and little flying saucers that spin around in the air. There is, of course, the carousel where wooden horses spin around in a horizontal circle and a Ferris wheel that spins around in a vertical one. An extra $6 will buy you a ticket good for a pony ride where you can sit on the back of a little horse that, you guessed it, rides around in a circle. And then there's Sammy's favorite, the boats. My favorite ride's the boats because you're, you get to go in water and you're going to ring a bell on one boat and there's a steering wheel and you get to go on water. For the record, the boats spin around in a circular concrete tank that's filled with water. The water is green sometimes and sometimes it's blue. 
The Kitty Park is advertised as the perfect way for children and adults to enjoy a nostalgic day of old-fashioned fun. But here's the thing. Children don't feel nostalgia. They don't know what it is. One of the characteristics of being a kid is that you're always living in the present. Kids don't feel longing for the distant past. For one, they can't remember that far back. They also haven't learned what the 1920s were, and so the concept of visiting a retro amusement park is meaningless to them. All they know is that the kiddie park is full of fun things to do. And for them, the experience is pure. Sammy loves going to the kiddie park and asks if we can go there almost every time we drive past it. As a parent, it's a great deal. For $13, she gets unlimited rides, and in an hour or two, she's exhausted, and that night, she'll usually go to bed early. Still, we usually go only on special occasions just to make sure the experience remains special. After we buy our wristband, we usually make our way systematically from one ride to the next. We'll spend a few dollars in the arcade and maybe buy a lemonade if it's especially hot. We usually do the carousel last. The Kitty Park's 1918 Herschel Spillman carousel is the crown jewel of the park. The ride itself is in perfect working order, even if aesthetically it looks like a hundred-year-old merry-go-round. Because of its age, and the fact it was originally designed to be mobile, most of its working parts are visible. You can see the cranks that move the individual wooden horses, most of which are missing their tails, up and down on brass hanger rods that are tarnished with age. Most of the moving parts are greasy and some are rusty, but the carousel continues to spin and it continues to provide joy to thousands of San Antonio children. But when I take Sammy to the kiddie park, and when we ride the carousel together, I'm not thinking about them. I'm not thinking about the history of the park, or how old the rides are, or the incongruity of the whole experience. When I watch Sammy as a five-year-old as she goes round and round on the carousel, I also see her as a two-and-a-half-year-old riding it for the first time. And that causes me to feel both happy and sad. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm completely in love with the five-year-old version of Sammy. But part of me does miss the younger version of her. She had really curly hair back then, and even though her vocabulary was limited, she made up for that with the incredible expressiveness of her little face. But that toddler is gone, replaced with a precocious kindergartner that is excited by addition and syllables and all the other things she's learning at her new school. We have legitimate conversations now, and I am becoming increasingly aware of how much bigger her world is than the one we've created for her at home. No, I don't feel nostalgia for the kitty park. I feel nostalgia for Sammy.
When Sammy rides the carousel, I can see both the current and the younger version of her. But I can also imagine an older version as well. There will come a time in the not-too-distant future when Sammy will no longer want to go to the kitty park. She'll move on to other things, things that will include me and her mom, less and less. Your mind has time to wander as your child spins around in circles at the kitty park. Being a parent is about joy, yes, but it is also about loss. There is plenty that is gained as your children grow up, but there are also things that are lost every day your child grows a day older. Part of you knows this is the way things should be, but part of you wants your child to always be able to enjoy the simple pleasure of riding a car, a plane, or a boat around in a circle. The Kitty Park is a curious part of San Antonio's architectural fabric. For Sammy and I, it is a stage where a part of our story is acted out. And someday it will become a memorial for those memories. Someday, but not today. Was that fun? Do you want to go again? Yes. Thanks today to Sammy Hightower and to all those who have helped make the Kitty Park all that it is, all that it has been, and all that it will be. The music today was by Chris Zabriskie. As always, special thanks to Julie Pizzo-Wood, who came up with our podcast's logo, and to Clara, Sammy's mother, with coming up with its name. The Works is a production of High Works, and you can find more information about it and everything we've talked about today at highworksarchitecture.com. Until next time... I'm Brantley Hightower.